Hello, my dear colleagues and friends. In this new episode of CardioCast, we are your host for the obesity and bariatric procedures. Me, Dr. Majid Chinikar, with my great colleague and friend, Dr. Ehsan Khalilipur, are very, very glad to be with you, reviewing some new issues about this very, very important topic. Obesity represents one of the most unresolved global pandemics posing a critical health issue in developed countries. According to WHO, its prevalence has tripled since 1975, reaching 13% of the world population in 2016. Obesity defined as BMI more than 30 and morbid obesity as more than 40. Numerous comorbidities like major stroke, acute myocardial infarction, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, hyperlipidemia, and obstructive sleep apnea, and all-cause mortality are strongly associated with this disease. The coronary external obesity treatment is represented by behavioral modification, I mean diet and physical exercise, but ideally in a highly motivated patient that should be followed by a multidisciplinary team of healthcare professionals, the success rate is something like 5-10%. to 10%. But long-term efficacy of all behavioral therapies is limited for this reason and for those groups that are unable to reach these goals, few drugs are available like Xenical or Olistat that inhibits gastric and pancreatic lipases preventing TG hydrolysis and resulting decreased absorption of dietary fats, Fentramine and Tapiramate named Casima, that CNS stimulants and anorexians, also the naltrexone bupirion combination name of Conrave and antidepressant and dopamine reuptake inhibitors, and lastly for the semaglutide or liraglutide Victoza and Saxenda that's using diabetes, the group of glucagon-like receptor agonists that anti-diabetics and they are contracting the effect of the glucagon and delaying the gastric emptying, inducing the satiety and controlling the blood sugar. All these drugs also are available at adjuvant therapy, but in general at side effect, usually dose-dependent, limited adherence, and suboptimal outcome in obtaining the goal of weight reduction. So, after all of that, we focusing on the bariatric surgery, the mostly efficient way to control the weight in this group of patients, and we know that the Roux-en-Y gastric bypass is the most efficient way, after that a sleeve gastrectomy, and also using the biliopancreatic division with the odinal switch. In these methods, we are decreasing the stomach volume, uh, inducing satiety for less intake and also for less digestion, less absorption of the calories. Recently, non-surgical endovascular biotic therapies, such as intragastric balloons and plication, gastric plication and endoluminal, duodenal, jejunal sleeve have been implemented in patients not willing to undergo conventional bariatric surgery. However, potentially severe complications have been reported with these techniques, like the gastric perforation, bowel obstruction, and gastrointestinal bleeding. And for these reasons, they are currently performed only in highly experienced centers. The meta-analysis of all data that we got from a lot of uh, investigation showed us the cardiovascular mortality reduced by bariatric surgery, the hazard ratios, 0.59, 41% risk reduction for the heart failure hospitalization, 0.50, 50% risk reduction for acute myocardial infarction. The hazard ratio is 0.58, 
it means 42% resurrection and for the stroke the hazard ratio is 0.64 means 36% resurrection with all p-values significant but for the incidence of AF although that the risk is reduced with bariatric surgery but it's not positive for the p-value and the hazard ratio is something 0.82%. After all of this review that is a very short and abstract version of our collecting data for the bariatric procedures I'd like to focus on the new endoscopic bariatric surgery that is some domain that we are interested in that and show some promising results. We know that the stomach has a neurohumoral role in hunger regulation through ghrelin. Ghrelin is a ligand of growth hormone secretical receptor GHSR in neuropeptide and agotureated peptide in the arcot nucleus of hypothalamus with a downstream effect to inhibit the release of alpha-MSH, melanocyte-stimulating hormone. Ghrelin acts to increase appetite and food intake and increasing weight. Practically, the level of plasma level of ghrelin rises sharply shortly before meals with correlation with the hunger sensation that occurs before consuming food and conversely falls immediately after eating, which correlates with the sense of satiety. In addition, ghrelin downregulates anorexigenic hormone receptor for PYY, GLP-1, and cholecystokinin and reduces the sensitivity of gastric distension by selectively inhibition of gastric subpopulation of mechanically sensitive vagal afferent nerves. The gastric fundus is the main source of ghrelin and supplied with left gastric artery, sometimes gastroepiploic, left gastroepiploic artery. Celiac tract branches from the aorta at the level of T12. LGA or left gastric artery is the first and the smaller branch of the celiac trunk. Less commonly, independently originated from the aorta, sometimes from splenic artery, sometimes from common hepatic artery or gastroduodenal or SMA. It runs along the superior portion of the lesser gastric region and anastomosis with the right gastric artery that arises from the common hepatic artery. The another target, the left gastroepiploic artery or LGEA, is the largest branch of splenic artery and gives gastric branch to both surfaces of the stomach. It anastomoses with the right gastric epoplic artery that arises from the gastroduodenal artery. The variation in this anatomy presents in 30% of patients. The targeting these two important branches, I mean the LGA or left gastroepiploic artery, we are using embolic materials and they're gonna be sized something like between 3 to 500 micrometer or 5 to 700 micrometer microspheres. Microspheres are the biocompatible hydrophilic non-resolvable acrylic polymer impregnated with person gelatin and they are available in different sizes. We use the bead block for embolization of blood vessels using these microspheres and sometimes the PVA polyvinyl alcohol particles and uh, embolizing the targeted vessel, something like the hypervascular tumors like the fibroids and AVM and in this place that we are talking about the LG and left gastroepiploic artery. And also we can use even with the uh, occlusion balloon microcatheter for the precise controlling, preventing the retrograde reflux and measuring the tip pressure and resistance and uh, embolization at the optimal level reaching to a stasis and uh, 
reaching to a very, very controlled procedure. The complications of this endovascular procedure are minor, something like nausea, vomiting, gastric discomfort, and sometimes superficial and very small gastric ulcers that need no specific treatment and disappear in a short period of time. In rare cases, a splenic infarction, acute pancreatitis, and gastric perforation may happen. The complications in the animal studies are higher, but we didn't reach this conclusion in human studies. For all bariatric procedures, even for the surgical and also for the endoscopic, we know there are some short and long-term complications. Short-term complications include bleeding, infections, DVT, gastric dumping syndrome, and internal hernia. And for the long-term, iron deficiency from the hypoacidity of the stomach, and also for the duodenal bypass and duodenal and proximal jejunal bypass, a B12 deficiency from also the less intrinsic factor, limited gastric acidity and bypassing the duodenum, uh, vitamin D and calcium malabsorption from the bypassing the duodenal and proximal jejunum and secondary hyperparathyroidism consequent to that also need to be replaced by vitamin D and calcium, poor protein digestion and absorption secondary to altered biliary and pancreatic function that uh, lead to protein malnutrition and we are going to check the albumin level to control this and also controlling all the fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin K and vitamin E. Uh, this endoscopic process are promising with the less burden, less complication and control fashion for controlling some sort of the hormonal and neurohormonal regulation that might be efficient in a way similar to the surgical bariatric surgery and we are in short period of time waiting for the results of ongoing trials that recently are controlled trials with sham control and we are thinking about the better results for the heart endpoints like the cardiovascular mortality and also for the stroke myocardial infarction and all consequences of the obesity as a very, very, very important global pandemic and health issue in developed countries and even in the Middle East. I hope you enjoy this episode and we are pleased to give us feedback and we are very eager to be with you very, very soon. Thank you very much for listening.